So we're holding by Malach Malaf, we're at Perek Zion, I want to go back to Pasachaf. We are discussing in detail the description of these pillars. The Shir was started as a Schussi Lenishmas, Yechezkel Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, it should also be a Schussi Lenishmas, Rabbi Chiyomechel ben Asher, Moshe ben Daniel, and Chaim Eloza ben Shemshanari, as well as a Schussi for Shlema, for Chaim Yeshua ben Malka. So as I said, last time we went into detail in the capitals that were on top of these pillars, and I just want to finish up with the description of them uh, this week. So Pasachaf, so again, remember, we had these two pillars. We'll see they were called Yochan and Boyaz. At the top of them, there were these magnificently designed capitals or crowns um, that uh, had the elaborate design. It was a knob on top with, we described it as there was this rope and network, netting meshwork uh, design that was interwoven into it. And then you had beneath that, you had the two rows of the pomegranates. And then beneath that, you had the flowers. So, the crowns or capitals that were on these pillars, also on top, opposite of the bulge, right? The bulge was the, according to Rashi, the widest part of these bowls, the widest part of the sphere. As I said, the sphere was made up of one large bowl inverted on top of a second bowl. And that there was a seam where you could see where the two of them uh, touched. And that's called the bet in the widest part. So uh, on top of the widest part, which was at the end of, end of the netting, there were these 200 pomegranates, right? So these pomegranates, these two rows, two rim, two rows, going around on both of the of the of the pillars, both on the first one and on the second one. So the two rows of Pomegranates seem to cover the bulge, the bet, and the widest part of the of the sphere. And as I said, because to cover up the seams. So the Gra explains why you need two rows. Why not just have one row of pomegranates to cover up the bulge? And the tarots that the Gra gives just strengthens the question I had last time on the Oizvahada picture. I w- was wondering if the purpose of the pomegranates was to cover up the seam. So how come in the Oizvahada picture you have them separated? It seems like I don't even know if either of them are covering the seam or if that artist is just uh, discounting the fact that there was a seam. It's hard to tell from his picture. But the Grah asks, why do you need two rows? If you're covering a seam, just one row should do it. So the Grah answer is that because a pomegranate is round, so when you, if you put two pomegranates next to each other, so they themselves are wide, but when they're t- where they touch, it, it, it's very, it, they touch only at the end because they're, they're, they're round. So you have the areas right where they're touching uh, to the, uh, on top and on bottom, which are exposed. And if you put one row of pomegranates, so where the pomegranate is widest is going to cover the seam. But where the pomegranate narrows and it touches the next pomegranate, and that area is going to be exposed, you're going to expose the seam. So what he did is he had two rows of pomegranates that alternated where they got wide. So that the wide, let's say you had the top row of pomegranates where they connected that was narrow, the wider uh, a second row filled in that gap. So together they function to fill in the entire, to, or rather together they function to cover the entire seam where one row was, was narrow, the second row was wider, it was alternating, and then that way the two rows work together, says the Grah, to cover up the seam. So again, this just, it just increases or strengthens the question I had on the Oizvada picture. The Kilis Yaakov learns this Pasuk is describing something completely different. The beten, the widest part that is being referred to here, is not the widest part of the crown, but rather the widest part of the pillar. 
And the Kilis Yaakov explains that the pictures that we have, or the pictures I posted of the pillar, are incorrect. According to him, they look like two hourglasses, one on top of the other. So if you think in your mind for a picture of an hourglass, right, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, it's one of those things where the sand drops from the top to the bottom. So obviously there's a wide top and then it narrows to the point where the sand could fall like just a little at a time into the bottom and then again it widens uh, at the bottom. It gets wider from the middle to the bottom. So the way that the Kilis Yaakov learns is that at the top it got narrower. It, it was very wide at the top. I'm talking about the pillar now. It was very wide at the top, narrowed to a point, halfway between the top and the middle. And then, just like an hourglass, it hit a point and then started widening again until it got to the middle. At the middle, it did the same thing again, like a second hourglass, starting to get narrow and then halfway between the middle and the bottom, it stopped uh, to, at its narrowest and then widen again. So imagine two hourglasses, one on top of the other. He holds that was the shape. The purpose of this was to beautify the pillars. This shape would have looked more beautiful, more prestigious than just a regular standard sized uh, cylinder up and down. So he holds the beten that's being referred to here is the the middle of the pillar. He's saying that where the crown met the pillar at the top was the same width as the middle of the pillar to tell you that this pillar widened and narrowed along the along the entire base of it, and uh, that the it was wider at the top, it was wide in the middle, and it was wide at the bottom, telling you that the beten it stuck out in the middle just like it stuck out at the top. So he learns here milumas habeten that the crowns at the top connected at the same width and had the same uh, a circumference just like it had at the Betan at the middle of the pillar. The Arugas Abaisem explains in general, what was the purpose of the Amudim? Why did Shlomo have to make pillars? It's obviously something that didn't exist by the Mishkan. We don't find that it existed by the second base of Mikdash. What was the purpose of these pillars? So the Arugas Abaisem explains that Shlomo was hinting, it was a remiss to the fact that when the base of exists, it is the Amud, it is the pillar that the rest of the world leans on, meaning that there's a shefa bracha that comes to the rest of the world, whether it's the form of a protection or it's the form of prosperity. But whatever it is, this special shefa bracha that comes to the world is coming because or through the merit of the Beis Hamikdash. So the Beis Hamikdash, so the Amudim represented the status of the Beis Hamikdash vis-a-vis the rest of the world. It was the pillar that the rest of the world stood on. The Mayam Loyes adds that if you remember, we talked about the flowers. I said they were in the art scroll picture, but not in the Mayam Loyes picture. What was the purpose of the flowers on top of the pillars to show, says the Mayam Loyes, that it represented the shlemus of the Beis Hamikdash, the perfection of the Beis Hamikdash, that this is a place where the Shekhinah dwells.